We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right, thank you for joining the SBC podcast. Where I always say, the purpose of the podcast is to make me money. And I say that to be authentic, to keep it real, to keep things transparent. Because in sports betting, it's a collaborative effort. It always is. You know, I've been at the sports book many times, and I got shocked a few times. People saw me catching tickets. People like Brandon, you know, they come up and they're like, who you're picking in the next game and why? So really, that, that podcast is kind of, amplifying that but i have an mba securities licenses i have clients worth 20 million 50 million right i have to keep my mind sharp so every single wager we do every single uh process we have is also a business process the same way you pick a stock uh with the same way you get out of your 401k and start picking individual stocks yourselves or you want to get in a business, or you want to analyze a business partner, use the same process. And it's decision science. I have it behind me right there, that red and yellow book. It's a process used by Fortune 50 companies to make decisions, the management decisions, right? So previous podcast, we were long-winded. We kind of described things. Even though we're going to do a little less. If you hear a term you don't understand, look for the episode notes. Click on the links to top 10 rules of betting, all right? And I'm also going to add a glossary to it. Uh, our Twitter handles are there. Ask us questions there if we throw out a term or something you do not understand. But this time we're going to go no huddle fast on Thursday because everybody had problems. Everybody has problems. We had extra problems. That was each and every one of us. All right, so first game we're going to look at is Kansas City at the Chargers. Uh, first game, Chargers won in Kansas City. And we all know how Andy Reid thinks. He wants to get his team to get better as the season goes along. So that was a very vanilla version of Kansas City because salesmen think short-term businessmen and women think long-term. So Andy Weed wants to win at the end of the year and make, make it seem better. Chargers had a first-year head coach. They have a depleted roster because they have a cheap Greek mafia owner from Tarpon Springs, Florida, 
Uh, I Chiefs are minus three. I'm gonna get the the lines updated now for what I see as Chiefs minus three. I, I look at it still being a crazy division game, but it's going to be under 52.5. So I like the Chiefs on the money line under 52. Now, 52 is a key number. Uh, conservatism, right? It's a philosophy. Yet, like we have a betting philosophy. Andy Reid has a football philosophy. You get a lead, you sit on the clock. Uh, you look at the Rams. They game should have still been so on their Monday. Stafford did not snap the ball with more than two seconds left on the clock. So our good friend uh, Mahomes is going to do the same thing. I, I can't imagine Herbert not doing the same thing because they have a depleted roster on defense. Remember, cheap teams do not pay for backups. So go with the Kansas City Chiefs on the money line. And under 53, what are your thoughts, Scott and Jeff? Well, I just, before we came on, I just uh, saw a report that Eckler is pretty banged up, probably won't play his full complement of snaps tonight. That's according to a source in the, in the Chargers organization. So um, I take that at pretty good value if that's the case. Um, and that will probably... Uh, mess up the Chargers offense because Eckler is that outlet uh, pass for Herbert out of the backfield. So I'm going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs on the money line, and I'm going under because I, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. Chiefs are playing much, much better than they did the first time. So I think it's going to be totally different. They can wrap the division up basically with a win tonight. So I think that's what's going to happen. So. And then let me just finish the first part because the first part is always who the hell are you and why the heck? Should I listen to you? Every single business meeting has to have a purpose and outcome. We'll give you the purpose. The outcome is that we're north of 60%, 52.5% is break even. And the results of the process is over $100,000 between college and pro. The average American makes 53000 Chad, no. Yeah, I'm with you guys here. I think the Chiefs will, uh, I think they'll, they'll win this one by a touchdown. Um, you know, you can go money line here just to play it safe. I think if you can get a two and a half here with the, with the Chiefs um, for something reasonable, like 125 or under. Um, but, yeah, Chiefs are going to win this game. And then, yeah, the, the, the total being at 52 and a half, um, on the other side of that key number, I think the under is the right side here. And, and listen to you guys, I agree with the style um, that both teams are going to play. And I think that this is going to be that typical division game where both teams really try to shorten the game. Um, right. So, yeah, like if this one does get over, it only squeaks over last second luckiness is the only way, uh, you know, this one's going to get over. So I, I like the, I like the under here. Right. So the highest level of prob probability theory that we use, that's what decision science uses. And the highest level of certainty and probability theory is 80%. So I remember, Scott, when I worked in Boston. In Boston, you had to be precise in what your language was at work. Yep. So precisely, this is the highest level of probability based on our perception, education, knowledge mm -hmm. of math, right? Having an MBA. The uh, 
last math I took in college was differential equations. And math after that, you have to go to MIT to take that math. And if yeah. I went to MIT, they would call the, the cops immediately. <laughs> get me out of that. Get out of MIT. But I do know enough math to have uh, 13 straight years of profit. And another outcome is that the podcast has 30 weeks in a row profit, which is incredible. I don't know anybody. It's good and bad. Yeah. Right. So people love those consensus picks, but this is a unanimous decision. Kansas City Chiefs on the money line. Don't mess with the points. Crazy division game. Under 53 by that uh, half a point. All right. Now, one thing that we give you guys a lot of value in is the fact that we keep track of things. Right? We have a spreadsheet. We keep track of everything. And that allows us to be authentic and transparent. This week, we have two Saturday games. So uh, I have to plan my Saturday accordingly because I'm going to be at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl watching Chad's brother, the Oregon State Beavers, against the Utah State Aggies. Sir. And I'm going to be so close. You guys might hear my loud mouth on them, uh, on the field microphones. <laughs> right. And so many messages with chance I'll run out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to stop me on that one. That, if Anna doesn't go, Anna right now says she doesn't go, but Anna's always a, a game time decision, but I don't think she's going. She's, she, she's doing nails with her best friend, so I think mm. it's in shape. Nice. So we got the Las Vegas Raiders uh, against the Cleveland Clowns. Uh, over under started at 44, now 39. Are people overreacting to the weather? No, they're overreacting to the COVID. Oh, the the the, the clowns have COVID, right? Baker's out. Baker Mayfield's out. Um, Austin Hooper, one of the tight ends, is out. Jarvis Landry is out. Uh, a lot of their offensive linemen have it. They might be out. So that's why people are reacting to this, and, and it's way down. All right. So, so in that case, uh, been listening to the Raiders broadcast. Uh, they were embarrassed last week. These are professional players. Uh, I think Rich Batasha lost any chance he had to be a head coach last week. This is a time where he needed to know how to manage. He's a super great guy, nice guy. He was a great recruiter. And uh, when he was in the college ranks, when I talked to him on the phone, he was very nice. When he wanted to be the head coach of the USF Bulls, and me as the alumni head in Southern California, he was seeking my support. Nice guy, like Grits Versace. Last week was the week where he needed to do some managing because he's not coaching, right? Uh, Gus Bradley handles the defense. Olsen handles the offense. But this is a game where he had to rally the troops so when they got down, they could come back and do something, right? Uh, 
they were stomping on the logo, this and that. Car, it's a religious hypocrite. And nobody hates, the t- you know, we've all seen them at work. <laughs> you know, we don't like people. If, I mean, personally, somebody's crazy. As long as they believe in their craziness and it's not phony craziness, they're okay. But with somebody's a phony, right? So he's not helping rugs get to court. So the team just uh, went south. So uh, I think somebody like Mad Max Crosby is going to show some leadership. Proteins do not get blown two weeks in a row. So it would be embarrassing to lose to the clowns when the clowns are missing so many players. So I think they're going to be able to run on them, simple stuff. But Shasha needed, if he wanted to be a head coach, whether it worked out or not, he needed to pull Carr and put Mariota in. I would start Mariota next game. Why? Because of the plus one, he can run. And Carr is always good for one turnover. And uh, just have Mariota run for the rest of the season. I think it's a better better. Better for the Raiders. So I like the Raiders in this situation. And I like it under 39 because, again, uh, and it's funny because it's almost like the same tree. It's conservatism. It's the philosophy. Can these teams score? Can Kansas City go to the Chargers and win the game and shoot out 55-50? Probably if I was coaching the team and Chad, he would do it. I don't know. Coach, Coach actually really coached. Right, Scott actually coached for 20 years. <laughs> uh, Shannon and I are players. I would do it in a shutout, but it's his philosophy. He he believes in a certain way about football. So does Stefanoski, who the reason he's a head coach is because he has the emotional control. He's the only coach that stayed with Zimmer six years. Because when he was a coffee boy, and Zimmer spit the coffee in his face and punched him and said, hey, you got, you got sugar in my coffee. Ah! He came back. All the other coaches quit and said, F, use him. I'm going somewhere else. He stayed there because he had emotional control. He had a plan to be a head coach. Now he's with Callahan, who's Zimmer, but now he's the boss of the Zimmer guy, Callahan, because Callahan can't get along with anybody. And he's also very abusive to his assistant coaches. They have a philosophy about running the ball just like Coughlin. Remember, I remember Coughlin one time, his whole offensive line was hurt. And they were down by 17 points. And I was watching it at the bar with somebody I didn't even know, but it was hilarious. I was watching this game. Giants are down by 17 points. Start of the second half. The whole offensive line is hurt. And Coughlin runs it three times in a row. Because Coughlin loves to establish the running game, no matter who's on the field. Stop and asking Calhoun are like that. So what that means for us is we're going to make money with this game going under the 39. Bet it now because it's probably going to keep plunging. And I like the Raiders. Give me the Raiders on the money line uh, because the pride of Mad Max. I think Mad Max is going to be the leader, going to get that defense together. Gus Bradley wants to get paid next year. So does Olsen. Both these guys want jobs next year. So I don't think they're going to give two bad game plans in a row. Right? So give us the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday after a bad, embarrassing loss to go over to Cleveland and win 21 to 17. We'll go Scott and Chad. 
So if I were the Raiders, my game plan would be very simple. Stack the box, stop Nick Chubb. Do that. Cleveland has, I don't think Cleveland has a shot to win. And I think that's what the Raiders will do. So, and the other guy that's out, Stefanski. He's got COVID too. He's out. So they, they don't even have the head coach. I mean, coach. he's going to get COVID. They he have a ton of guys. Last year, whatever, he didn't go. Yeah, so this is, this, this, now, is basically... now, this is what, this is straight from an NFL executive in the front office. Uh, he could be lying. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but it could be that Stefanowski has AIDS or that he has a cancer or a serious illness he doesn't want to make public and they're putting it on COVID. I'm just saying that a lot of these things that come in the media do not make any sense. Okay, you can only get COVID so many times. You get a built-in immunity. Exactly. Yep. Did you know? Has he taken the three shots in the booster or whatever? Right. And what's he doing? Where's he hanging out? Most coaches just hang out in the office and amongst the players. Right. So right. we don't know what's going on with Stefanoski in my mind. Yep. But that that leads to dysfunction, right? <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so this is a this is this game basically is a loser loser leaves town game in terms of right. playoff seating so i'm gonna agree with you josh i'm gonna take the raiders and i'm gonna take the under because i think cleveland's game plan is very simple run the ball 80 percent of the time and uh, keep the ball out of case keenum's hand so um so i like the raiders and i like the under yeah i'm with you guys too i think Raiders are going to win this game. Raiders on the money line all day. Um, they got embarrassed last week playing a depleted Cleveland team. And then, yeah, I think they're going to stack the box, take away Cleveland's run. And even when it's taken away, Cleveland's still just going to try to run it. And I think it goes under. I agree. All right. So unanimous, unanimous on this. And you know what? Uh, again, I go back to what um, – Bernard Wolfman told me, independently wealthy guy, yeah, he was into finances. He's like, Josh, you see with your eyes. So they get rid of OB, OBJ, right? Dysfunctional guy. Kareem Hunt, uh, domestic violence, dysfunctional guy. That's why he got out of KC. And we just told you about Callahan's. Uh, he needs anger management. And the thing about a guy like Callahan is that he's almost like a drug addict, what they call functioning addicts who just don't hit rock bottom. So nobody can tell him anything. And he's made millions upon millions of dollars being a great offensive line coach. So nobody can tell him anything. Everybody just kisses his ass, right? It's just high risk. Another guy who's like that is Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick uh, does not talk to his kids, been divorced twice. His first wife's really, really nice, but he just ignores everybody and just watches films all day. And tries to, he doesn't need, he gets great. He's one of the great strategists of all time. The game plan he had for Buffalo, the running shoot, was the same game plan he had for the Air Raid on two Super Bowls. The more things change, the more things it's the same. But we'll go to our New England expert. I'll figure out the numbers, but we're in plus money. With New England, Scott, he's up there. Uh, this this line here seems like it's off. Uh, one team has death, 
One team doesn't. One team has talent all over the field. The other team doesn't. And that team that I'm talking about, I love betting this. I love just, you know, how double-digit dogs in the division, you do not bet blindly, you do your research. Mm-hmm. I almost don't do research when I'm getting plus money on the more talented team. So if I'm reading this right, this is New England plus three in the over-under is 46. Correct. 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 I'm going to New England all day, every day. Uh, why the line change? And let me know your thoughts, Scott, and Jack. So Belichick is basically known as a guy who takes away your best, um, your most dangerous weapon on offense. And that happened. And that's Johnson Taylor. Right. The Patriots secondary is probably the top three. So they don't need to do anything special because the Colts uh, receiving core is not that good. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of stacked boxes, a lot of one-on-ones on defense with the Patriots. Um, but I think Jonathan Taylor's going to get his. He's just one of those running backs that's, that's in the class by himself. With You get the, what I would bone up pick with you on is that uh, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest defenses guys of all time. Correct. Correct. He knows how to stop the running game. That's the first yes. he shoots. A stop the running game. Right. And I think McCourty's crazy, right? Because the way he plays is like he was 100 pounds bigger. He puts yes. it in the hole, smashes people. I think he's going to hit Mr. Robinson. I'll predict this. The first time McCourty goes and hits, gets, puts a lick on Mr. Robinson, Mr. Robinson isn't going to get much yardage. Yeah, I would like the Robinson and Jackson though. Take me out of the game, coach. My ankle hurts and I'm down by 14. <laughs> so so there's two there's two factors at play here. I agree with you on that. Taylor played Tampa Bay a couple of weeks ago. Tampa Bay is probably the best run defense in the league. He got his in the fourth quarter. He, that's that's probably gonna be stick their starters out. Exactly. So that's probably what's going to happen again. I think the Patriots are going to be up like 28 to 10. And I think Taylor is going to score a touchdown and, uh, and, and run wild. The Patriots are the most talented team. They're, they're, they can outclass Indianapolis. Indianapolis's passing game is, is not good. Uh, the Patriots secondary is, is really good. So I'm taking the Patriots, getting the points. I mean, that's a, that's a bonus. And I'm going to take the, the under. Because I think this is going to be one of those uh, 20, 24, 27 to 10 type of games, 27, 17. So um, I love the Patriots in this spot. If you get points with the Patriots, you got you to play them. So, and that's that's what I'm going with. So They have a, an elite Super Bowl defense. He's been they certainly do. They for certainly three, do. Four years. And he has them the, exactly the way he wants them. And he's old school. Uh, he knows how to build depth. And – Kraft let him spend $72 million in upfront money. Most of those guys were defensive guys. Yeah, and I and I know I said this a couple of weeks ago, but I'll say it again. Take a look at the Patriots' um, first Super Bowl with Brady. This is eerily similar to that team. You know, game manager, quarterback, elite defense. That That's eerily similar to what, what's going on this year. With and them. the only reason that the Colts are doing so well this season is because Frank Reich is a genius. Yes. Well, to Belichick. Yes. So uh, there's no coaching mismatch. It's probably even, I would say it's even. So when the coaching's even, you got to go with the talent. 
Like we go with the talent, the talent on the ESPC podcast is Chad No. All right, Mr. Talent, you're the young, good-looking, dashing guy. You know who's got a big upside. Gosh, what are, what are you going? What are you doing on the total? Uh, total, I think it's going to be what Scott said. It's going to be over. Uh, Scott's on the you're on the under, right? Yeah, I'm on the under because I don't think Indianapolis is going to score more than like 16, 17 points. I think the Patriots are going to take them out of the game. But, but what is this? Is this total at it's under 45 or it's like 45 and a half? It's 40, 45 and a half. I got that's what I, I got right I'll now. I'll go under 46. I'll yeah. go under 46. Yeah. Well, Patriots all day. I mean, this Patriots one's a no brainer. Uh, wrong team's favorite here for sure. Right. And then, uh, yeah, over 45, 40, 45 and a half, 46. It's going to be a lot of running in this game. Uh, and, and Belichick with a lead, he'll sit on the ball. He only threw both, three times last, last week anyways. Both teams will run the ball like 40-plus times here, so we'll put that under. Right. All right. So for those listening out there, and I'll uh, make sure I'm clear for Jason, who's doing a great job with the spreadsheet, giving us independent counts because we get tired with clients. I own three businesses. And when I see my bankroll having a lot more money than I had before, <laughs> I just let things go. <laughs> but Jason's helping us be precise. So we're making four bets here, right? We got because we live in a crazy, unpredictable world. Probability theory, highest level of certainty is 80%. So we're going to go Pats, money line. Pats, plus three. Now, for me, let me know if you guys agree. Uh, all these teams are going to bet against them in the second half. I'm like 15 and one with these bets. Colts, Jets, Giants, Lions, Bears. What do they all have in common? Uh, they all have owners that take loans out on the teams. Now, with the Colts, their owner, let me ask you this, Scott. If you get pulled over in, in New England with a pound of cocaine and with um, $30,000 worth of good work, prescription medication uh would you be a free man right now not not at all not at all chad would you no no me either robert ursay owner of the colts the answer is yes he was a free man and he gets the prostitute out of jail that he was out of uh, the hospital he was and then she od's i they would have added a murder charge to me Mm -hmm. yep. so he's out so it's that decision it's like the clowns right the clowns have Kareem Hunt domestic violence Callahan they had OBJ the 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 head coach is getting COVID 15 times every every five minutes he has COVID which I think is a lot because you can't get COVID more than three or four times he has it 15 times and he's missing games so uh, all that to say Pat's money line Pats plus three. Pats, second half line. 
under 46. It's arbitrage. And we'll have the link to what arbitrage is. But when you buy and sell 10 or more securities, you take advantage of a market inefficiency. And a man made $39 million, billion dollars with a B, just taking advantage of market inefficiencies. So I follow that person's lead and make money myself. Carolina plus 10 and a half at Buffalo. Buffalo needs to win badly. Carolina's out of control. Uh, give me Buffalo minus 10 over 45. Scott, the chat. I'm right with you. Buffalo needs to, uh, <laughs> to have to win in the worst way. Carolina is basically a team, team, uh, a dead team walking right now. I, I don't see Carolina going up to Buffalo and winning the game at all, or even being in the game. So I'll take Buffalo. I'll take, uh, and I'll take the under. Well, yeah, their defense has been on the field too long. Yeah. You know, Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, Singletary, all those guys, I see them having big games because, uh, Dr uh, Josh Allen's angles busted up. He's yeah. hurt, so he's going to have to throw it, keep it in the pocket. Was, well, they're not even trying to. Run, they should have been doing every, anyways. They're not even trying to run the ball right now. They're just they're just throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. And Josh Allen, you know, he's the only running back that they have right now, basically. So um, they're going to have to. Run, they'll be able to run the ball a little bit. They'll get up big early in the game, and then they'll be able. Well, to the, run. the the Carolina defense is depleted because they've been on the field the whole year. Yeah. Absolutely. 15. No question. Yeah. No question. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, man, yeah, I love Buffalo here. Buffalo, Carolina was pretty much eliminated with their loss last week. Uh, five and eight now. They're pretty much out of the playoff picture. Buffalo is in dire need of a win at home. I think Buffalo really has a, a good offensive performance. I think they really put, put it together. I think, uh, I think this one's going to barely squeak over, like 31 to 14. Hit, hit like 46. Um, that's what I'm seeing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Buffalo minus 10 over 44 and a half. Well, this is the thing, right? Uh, Buffalo is a zone team. And, uh, you know, Cam Newton's been in the year in the, in the league for a million years. He's going to know his zone, and he's going to get some garbage touchdowns at the end of the game. Yeah. He's going to know what defense they're in, and he's going to get backups. Hopefully, yeah. I don't know, McDermott. Uh, like it'll be 31. All the time. It'll be 31-7 Buffalo with six minutes left. Carolina gets a drive and goes down to the back. 31-14. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. M McDermott uh, is irrational. So he probably has to – he'll have the starters in there up by 30. So they can get hurt, and he can lose a playoff game. Arizona at Detroit. Uh, I missed Detroit last week, but I'll get them this week. Arizona, uh, you beat them uh, rushing three, dropping eight, and playing zone blitz. Uh, Murray's hurt, so you can't run around too much that much. It's at Detroit. Uh, you're going to do the, the ball control version of the air raid. So it's going to be under. Man, Detroit's plus 13. I'm going to wait for the Detroit line to balloon. So that's one we'll have for our 30 minute before the game live stream. We'll see what that Detroit line is. So I'm going to go Detroit plus 14 under 48. What do you think, Scott? 
I'm in agreement. Um, DeAndre Hopkins done for the year. So that's a big blow to their receiving core. Wow. I mean, he, he was, uh, he was not elite this year, but he was solid. So he's, right. uh, he's done for the year, played Monday night division game, um, short week having to go to Detroit. Right. It's a recipe for a 21 to 13 type of game. Right. So I'm going to take, I'm going to wait for the line. I'm leaning toward Detroit right now, but I'm going to wait until Sunday morning to see if that line balloons up, which it, it might, it might not. Uh, but I'm definitely going under. This is an under game. I mean, Arizona just wants to win the game and get out. They need to win. They're in a free fall right now um, for playoff seating. So, um, well, every single team that Clingsbury has coached in college or in the NFL has uh, gone through a bad losing streak. Yep, and here comes and here comes. I'm not saying they're gonna lose this game because they're probably gonna win it. But here comes the struggle for the Cardinals right now. The Rams could catch them for the division. It's highly possible. So um, so I like the under um, because I think Arizona is just going to want to run the ball or play ball control a lot of the game. With, Detroit with has to lose. They yes. To they want to keep it close at home, but they want to they lose. So. They lose the game. Yep. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, you know, I think this is going to be a return to the mean total for Detroit. They've been such a good under team all year. I believe their last two games have both gone over. Um, yeah, last week just went over with Denver. It was 38 to 10, 48. That total was like 42. The week before that, they beat Minnesota 29-27. Um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a – uh, yeah, Detroit wants to keep it close. Let's see where that line balloons to. Uh, Going to wait just like you guys and see where that goes. Try to if we get some on the other side of 14. think Detroit can keep within two touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a, an understyle game. Arizona will get a lead and sit on it. Um, you know, and, and Detroit's offense might, is, is probably going to regress a little. Not, and then, uh, yeah, I, I just think this is going to be a, a classic lines under that we've seen majority of the season. So. Nice. Yeah, in the average score of an NFL game, historically, even with the years where people say people are scoring a lot, perception, right? Perception in reality. And we over, every, it's been hitting me in the face this week with a lot of people overestimating decisions, whether it's an investment, whether their kid's ability to play, uh, their ability as a, as a CEO, uh, Everybody overplays their hand, right? Uh, so, you know, to that end, people love betting those favorites. And boom, it balloons up. And we make money. Jets at Miami. And if, if I'm not mistaken, Miami's coming off a buy. Yes. Yep. Miami's coming off a buy. They have good field vibes. Uh, Miami's just cheap. I think their tank year was last year. They got to uh, to us playing with more confidence. Uh, there's good vibes going in into Miami. Uh, Flores is a defensive coach coming off a of bye. The guy that he has as a defensive coordinator is lights out. The only thing that worries me is maybe that defensive coordinator's out there negotiating for a college job, 
because Miami is so cheap, he can make more money as the head coach of Louisiana or the defensive coordinator at Auburn than he can as defensive coordinator in the Jets for the Jets or Miami, either or. Uh, the Jets are trying to lose on purpose. I think they hired that coach on purpose because they knew they were going to lose. The guy was only a defense coordinator for one year, and now he's the head coach of the Jets. Uh, yeah, this screen's 23-3. Uh, good defensive coordinator against a young quarterback. Uh, Miami covers the 10, and it's under 42. What do you think, Scott, and then Chad? Well, I'm in agreement with you. I think that the um, Dolphins coming off the bye, I don't think the Jets will be able to compete in this game. Um, keep in mind, Jalen Waddle just went on the COVID list this morning, so that'll hurt Miami a little bit. Won't hurt them uh, in this game, but might in a couple of games down the line. So I like Miami. I like them covering the spread. I like the under, and I also like the Jets under team total, which is 17. So I would bet That's that as well. Total. Yep. Those hit a lot for me last week, your team total. Yep. So I, I think the Jets, will, they, this could even be a shutout. It's highly possible. Um, but I don't see the Jets uh, being able to compete in this game. I think Miami is that dangerous team that could make the playoffs as a six or seven seed and cause some damage. So, uh, And I think that the quarterback for the Jets, Wilson or whatever his name is, he needs yep. to see a psychotherapist. He looks like a deer in the headlight. He just looks too freaked out. Yep. I don't like the TikTok video. His mom, his uh, hot wife, his sister. They're all beautiful ladies. But you look at him, you look at the body language, you're like, eh, we're just happy. We're, my husband, my son is making 20 million. Kiss my ass, right? They're not, they're not focused on the guy that he has to perform on. He doesn't have to perform out there, but it seems like the kid wants to. He's a deer caught in the headlight. He's not being coached right. Every single quarterback that's gone in there, right, has executed the offense better than Wilson. Whether it's Mike White, whether it's Josh Johnson, whoever it is, they can pick things up faster than he can. And remember, when you're in that amygdala brain, right, the amygdala brain is when you hear an ambulance, you get in this primal brain. He seems like he's in that primal brain and he's scared out there. He wasn't that good at BYU. <laughs> I remember Slovis outplayed him as a freshman, and uh, they left out to a win. I, I didn't think St. Wilson was that great at BYU, and he hasn't shown me nothing in the NFL. He's on Trevor Lawrence level. And in the heat, Miami, oh, yeah, second half line, too. So we got Miami minus 10, under 42, Jets team total under, and then Miami in the second half line, because believe me, a depleted defense is not that good, but it's been on the field all year. And let me look at the weather in Miami. I knew I couldn't breathe, and I was far further up north. What do you think, Chad Nolan? Yeah, I, I love the under here. Um, I am going to be a little more hesitant on Miami than you guys. Listening to you guys, man, you guys really kind of talked me into it. Like, um, I like the Jets team total under as well. I just, if this line balloons and gets up to 11, 12, um, you know, I'm going to look hard at the double this dog in the division here. Right. Because the Jets might only need to score 10 to cover like a 12 point line here. Right. You know, they could lose this game. Just, oh, let me run it up the middle all day. And, just, and they this went. could be a 
21 to 10 game. 10 to three. You know, yeah, something like that. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning Jets here. I'm going to let this line balloon. I think if I can get the Jets around 12, 11 and a half, 12 on the other side of 11, I, I might look at that. Um, so I'm just going to kind of hold off on this one. I, I liked what you guys said about Miami, but under and the Jets team total, uh, I think this one's going to be really low scoring. So I'm with you guys. Right. It's going to be raining. It's going to be 80. Let me see what I can get. Because what I'll do is I might middle it, right? Yeah. Because double-digit dogs in the division are usually 80% at 50. Yeah, so when you exactly. look at trends, you look at them both ways. Oh, I it, missed a trend. So if you miss a trend, that doesn't mean you're going to do what the trend says. You do yeah. the opposite. <laughs> you go the other way. You start going the other way. And, and I mean, the the, the double-digit dog in the division should have some return to the mean. Um, right. It being 50%. So just exactly. something, something, something to look at. Yeah, I'm checking if they have they played this year. They have. Miami won by a touchdown, I think. Okay, so there's a revenge factor here. 24-17. There's a revenge factor. And the, the Jets have professional football players who have pride. So that defense might show up, and Miami might let them show up because Miami knows that they don't have to show much on offense. So teams can have film on them. They can beat the Jets playing vanilla, which the under is the under all the way. Yeah, both defenses could come to play. It could be a 10 to 3 game. 10 to 3 game. 10 to 6. I mean, it could be it could be real low scoring. So the line is nine and a half now. So I'm gonna bet it down. I'm gonna bet Miami now. And then whatever it balloons to, I'm going to bet the Jets. I'm betting the under. And um, I'll do a, a Twitter live on the second half bet. I'll listen. First quarter, I'll listen to the Jets radio. Second quarter, I'll listen to Miami radio. Then I'll go on Twitter and tell you what, the, what my second half pick is for this game. But it's a lean in Miami because it's going to be – 80 and it's going to be a hundred percent humidity <laughs> because it's raining there right and then the evaporation doesn't it's not like a, a sun like california to evaporate the humidity the humidity will stay there with helmets and the jets are quitters so it's a tough one and the jets are quitters but if miami doesn't want to score and wants to do the Army Navy game or just running it, run the clock out, keep the ball in the middle of the field, keep your players healthy too. You got a lead. You don't need to score any more points. You want to keep your guys healthy. So that leads to the under and maybe the, the Jets covering and I get a middle. I win both, both sides of the bet. All right? Remember, two out of three is 66%. 52.5% is break even. All right, next game is... Uh, Dallas at the Giants. Uh, We're about to find out, Scott, what he's doing. <laughs> this is one of those double-digit dogs we were talking about yesterday. Okay, well, last time they played, they were a double-digit dog. Uh, and they ended up not covering, but they I lost, lost over-under. Because Clark Judge 
decides that he wants to do fake punts and stuff late in the game. So that that's when I you got to see with your eyes because Clark Judge has gotten me on the under a couple of times where I knew the game was going to go under, and then he starts onside kick, fake fumble, hook and ladders, all these shenanigans against Dallas. Uh, let me see. Dallas did not have a bye. Dallas won last week, right? Yeah, they beat Washington. They beat Washington. That's right. Another game that was that uh, could have gone either way. At the Giants, Giants last week they got a new offensive coordinator. Right, the Giants have a new offensive coordinator because he got in a fight with Garrett. He fires Garrett. Quinn is the defensive coordinator for Dallas, so that's. A coaching, uh, it's a coaching mismatch all the way around. Uh, the over under on this game is 44 and a half, 45. So we're going to go un, under 45 because the, the Dallas pays for assistance. We're going to scout all those, you know, fake punts and <laughs> all the fake punts and shenanigans he has. Dialed up. Dallas doesn't need to score. Dallas does not need to score in this game. To beat the Giants in New York, the biggest market, and the refs have been calling plays for the home teams to make back the $750 million. So you guys were right. You guys were right in the way I was going to take it. We'll go the Giants plus 11, under 45. Double-digit dog in the division goes the other way because Dallas doesn't want to cover. Now, this isn't that Dallas can't cover. Why show? Why put on film what you do on offense against a, against the Giants, a team you can be vanilla, running running Pollard and Elliott all day. What wins on the road, right? What travels? The running game and defense and special teams. Right. So, hey, and Dallas has the best special teams coach in the league. The skinny white guy, I think Fossil Jr. or whatever, who should be a head coach. You guys are right, man. You guys can read my mind. Double digit dog into the division. We'll go Chad and Scott. Yeah, I, I like the Giants here too. I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, getting double digits at home in the division. Uh, New York's a big market, big TV market. They'll, they'll be able to keep this one close. And cover that for sure. And then, yeah, under the 45, I think with the Giants offense, uh, they, I mean, they, you can't bet it over with them. And I think Dallas, like you said, is comfortable with the lead. They're going to run the ball. Um, you know, a two touchdown lead's plenty in this game for them. So I'm with you. Giants plus Since the Giants are bad, uh, we saw it last week, Scott, remember, predicted it. All the Dallas Cowboy fans from when the uh, Roger Starbuck days, we all got more money than God, all that money. They head to Biloxi, Mississippi, Vegas, wherever they're at. Having a great weekend, drinking, eating, and betting the Dallas in the over. What do you think, Scott? I'm in agreement with you guys. I was going to lean Dallas, but I think I'm going to go the Giants and I'm going to go the under. I'm just afraid the Giants quarterback situation is going to, going to not lead them to success in this game. But um, I think Dallas – 
Dallas's fourth quarter last week scares me off of them where they let Washington back in the game. Um, leads me to believe that they're going to be ultra conservative. They're going to get a lead and then they're going to become run heavy the rest of the game. So uh, I'm going to go the Giants and I'm going to go the under because in New York, I think the Giants need to prove something to, to not only the fans, but themselves that they, they can hang with a, a good team and uh, play very well. And I think that's what's going to happen in this game. So Giants and the under. Uh, man, Mike Lennon. Uh, it's always better to be lucky than good. He is one of the, well, he's kind of tied. Uh, I'm looking up his record real quick as a starter. He's tied with Davis Mills as one of the worst NFL quarterbacks I've ever seen. He was bad at uh, North Carolina, right? North Carolina State, and people were like, oh, he must have pictures, right? Oh, remember, you remember old man O'Brien? He used to be coach at uh, Boston College. Old man O'Brien was coach at Boston College and with North Carolina State and started Mike Lennon over Russell Wilson. For yep. God knows whatever reason, he must have gotten paid by the Glennon family. That's why Wilson transferred to Wisconsin. Right. So I heard a statistic. I want to get it right. Uh, Mike Lennon record as a starter. Because he keeps getting jobs. <laughs> Can't be very good. Uh, you remember Scott, you're as old as I am. This guy in the end, this guy played 15 years in the NBA for 15 different teams. And he used to come off the bench and play for five minutes. Kurt Nymphius. Remember Kurt Nymphius? <laughs> I remember him. I remember him. It's like, man, this guy knows how to get jobs. There's a difference between being a good interviewer and actually being good at your job. Right. People that go from job to job get paid well a job every year because they suck at their job. But in an interview, they knock it out. So Mike Lennon, let's see if I, yeah, if I can find him. He's had... He's six and twenty-three as a starter. <laughs> it's terrible. He averages two hundred thirteen yards per game, so it has to be under. But he'll keep it close. He does what he does. He'll do what he does in practice. At the end of the game, he's just like um, Dalton, right? Dalton's one of the greatest quarterbacks all time. All time down by thirty. With five minutes left in the fourth quarter, <laughs> he was going to touch that to me. But uh, this this case, it will stay under. All right. Washington Redskins plus seven at Philadelphia. I got him up to 10 right now. Scott, you seeing that? Um, I'm seeing Philly minus 10. What? Yeah, I got a 10. I got Whoa. Philly minus 10. You almost bet it blindly. <laughs> <laughs> almost bit it blindly you, you know you know why that is right covid again washington has 21 players on the covid list right now what the f they they're only going to be able to to bring maybe 40 players to the game on sunday that's what i was reading what so, the yeah washington washington's in bad bad shape right now and, and they can't and Heineke, their quarterback, is play, is going to be playing on some kind of sprained knee or something like that. So, but he's a, he's a gamer. He's a, yeah, he absolutely, absolutely he is. Always hurt. 
You see, he's like uh, Josh Allen. He played without a line. If, so <laughs> yeah, so they have 21 players on the, the COVID list, and McLaurin has not cleared the concussion protocol yet. So he did. he's doubtful to play right now. So they they have nobody. They have nobody. That that's that's gonna it's a bad recipe. They if Hertz plays, Philly's gonna win that game by two touchdowns. Cause because Washington's Washington's gonna be playing practice squad guys. Right. And they're on practice squads for a reason. So they're not ready to, you know, they're not ready to go a full. And some of these guys are going to have to play full complement of snaps in this game. So it's, it's going to be really tough for Washington to compete in this game, I think. But Rivera's a good coach and Del Rio's a good defensive coach. So Right. Scheme-wise. Yes. Yes. But when you don't have the talent there, it's very tough to play in the NFL. And, and the Eagles are coming off a bye. Yes. Yep. Uh, in my humble opinion, right? We'll go straight. Go ahead, Chad. But I think Garner Benchu is a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. I would start Benchu over Hurts. Go ahead, Chad. You know what I'm saying? I think all these guys out, too. I think that this kind of plays to going over as well. I mean, if yeah. – you know, Jay, you know, the Eagles can can blow them out. You know, they're, with an offensive head coach, they will in the division. You know, they'll score 35 if they can. Uh, you know, and I, they, I, I could see why, you know, Heineke is just running around for his life, you know, trying to scramble, drill, throw some shit, you know. This could easily be, a, you know, a 35-17 type game and, and get, get to 50, 50, you know, low 50s for the total. Well, uh Salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. Whoever they put in there, Washington, they're, they're running the real scheme now. So they, they, you could get Chad, myself, and Scott, and we could run their scheme, and we could keep teams under. So, so the other thing is with this over-under, I would wait because if these guys all get ruled out because they haven't been yet, this is going to go 38-39 over-under. Oh yeah, which people, I'll definitely put over. Yeah, people people will will bet the the uh under for sure because you know what we're gonna we're gonna give the decision on this bet 30 minutes before kickoff. Yes, yeah. Because heard from the horse's mouth, fake COVID. Where a team will say, Oh, we have 40 guys on the COVID list, and guess what? They all show up on such. So we yeah. don't know if Washington Washington is not above doing that. Right. In a division game, in the game they need to count for two millions of dollars on the line, uh, we have to investigate. Are they lying about how many people are on the COVID list? Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Totally yeah. agree. So that we're going to hold off to 30 minutes before kickoff. Uh, Washington, see, see what's going on. See what is going on. With uh, the COVID, what, what flavor of COVID do they have? If one person getting COVID for the first time, it's different than somebody who has two vaccinations and a booster and they get immunity and test clean that day. It's di- different flavors. So, and, the, and the other thing you have to consider is if there's this many on COVID, are they going to play this game on Sunday? You know, because... The NFL's done some wacky stuff, and it, it could be it could be a cancellation or a forfeit. Double buy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's 
it's very possible that this game gets forfeited. So, right, thirty minutes before kickoff, because yep. this, 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 I'm waiting for it. Right, you guys, are think of me when with uh, Bill Belch, he goes, I'm confused, but I think we have thirty five guys on COVID. And he's just cheating, lying. Everybody's fine. Oh, 30, I got to show up. <laughs> Ready to go. Right, just to confuse people and uh, get them out of there, right? Because a lot of things going on. Uh, Herd immunity. That Washington area is almost 80% vaccinated, right? So there's a, there's a lot. I mean, I'm on the Washington Post. And all they're talking about is Urban Meyer. Right. And uh, Congress now is going to subpoena Roger Goodell. And he's trying to retire. It's his godfather three. Every time I go to leave, they pull me back. So we're going to hold off on that game to 30 minutes before kickoff. They think there's a lot of shenanigans going on here. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. My guy, Tomlin, who covered for me first game of the season, I felt that he was going to outcoach um, McDermott, and he did. Vrabel's uh, one of, he's an elite coach. I like him a lot. He's an elite guy, but he doesn't have all his horses. Pittsburgh needs this game bad. Uh, good defensive coordinators this year have beaten mediocre quarterbacks. So I like defensive coordinator, Mr. Butler, Mr. Tomlin, to destroy Tannehill. Uh, keep this game under, and Roethlisberger is going to do it's, – it's a pick em at the Circa. Uh, one, and it's one across the board, FanDuel, PointsBet, Superbook, BetMGM, uh, Caesars. They're all one, one and a half. Give me – your Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line under 43. What do you think, Scott and Chad? I'm right with you. I think um, Pittsburgh needs to win this game more so than Tennessee. I think uh, it's at Pittsburgh. You know, could weather, who knows, could be a factor. Um, so I, I look for Pittsburgh to win a game like this. This has Pittsburgh written all over it for a win. So I'll take Pittsburgh on the money line. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. So I'll take I'll take the uh, under on it as well. Right, and to be precise, uh, there's three sides to this. So it's going to be Pittsburgh plus two because th- we live in a crazy uncertain world. Yep. Pittsburgh money line, basically we're covering our ass under forty three. Two defensive coaches playing late in the year, wanting to keep their defenses fresh, limit the time their defenses on the field. So he's going to go under. And Tannehill has a super hot wife, one of the hottest wives of all time. Go on Twitter, look at that photo of her shooting an AK-47 and rifles and stuff. Very entertaining for guys. Uh, Tannehill's wife. (laughs) Uh, And I'm in trouble too, right? Because... uh, the nine millimeter we have in the house, and it's the one who has it. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Go ahead, Chad. 
No, yeah, I agree with you guys here. Um, I think this is going to be just – it's going to be cold. It's like 35 degrees at kickoff for this game. Um, yeah, I really I, – I, I see Pittsburgh needs this game right here so much worse than Tennessee at home. I think they'll be able to squeeze and get this one win this game. So, Pittsburgh on the money line. Um, Pittsburgh's getting the whistle, too, for the rest. Yeah, and I, I, I think you're going to see a steady dose of run both ways and, and with the weather, um, those both play to the, to the under 43. So I'm with you guys. Pittsburgh money line under the 43. All right. Houston at Jacksonville. Uh, the Tank Bowl. Now you see the book I have behind me uh, sent to the Art of War. Uh, you get everybody riled up by killing someone, right? So they killed Urban Meyer. Uh, Daryl Bibble has been in this situation before. To rally the troops, he actually got demoted. And uh, Brian Schreinheimer has been the offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach. Chaos. Mr. Khan, he's a great businessman. He's not a football guy. He should not be making any football decisions. Because he, he doesn't know, he, he thinks he's so smart he can figure out football. Because he can, you know, he's a billionaire businessman. And uh, Tepper's finding out that that's not the case. The different sort of competencies. I cannot bench press Chad Nolan, but Chad Nolan cannot run me. <laughs> I can't run with Chad. But Chad, I got on bench him. And then Scott could uh, hit the outside shot probably a lot better than Chad and I. <laughs> Everybody has their own competencies and intelligences. And one doesn't necessarily translate to the other. Just because you're a billionaire, smart business guy, that not mean you just own the uh, NFL team and start calling shots, right? Because what happened in Jacksonville will happen. This is going to be at Jacksonville. Houston just got blown out. Uh, Houston has said that they're going to start Davis Mills because he gives them the best chance to lose and get a higher draft pick. Uh, people have been smart. The over under started at 43, now it's at 39. Uh, I like this game to go over because Houston got embarrassed last week. Jacksonville has a good defense, but they're going to be depleted in that second half. Houston's going to score because of pride. Uh, Daryl Bevel has hidden a game plan because he's been backstabbing Erin Meyer the whole time. So he has a game plan. He, plotter's plot, right? This is not the first time. He, he backstabbed Mike uh, Patricia, right? And he had a game plan that he hadn't shared with Mr. Patricia. <laughs> Even though he got paid for it. He didn't share that game plan. And Detroit went on a little bit of a streak. He's ready for this. So Jacksonville is like that family member uh inflation when i talk about inflation it used to be 20 bucks that she has to borrow that we gave because we know you're not going to pay back we were visiting Methland, florida we gave her a hundred dollars she promised she was going to bring beef wellington to it was favorite i believed her this time it was, it was favorite that she was going to bring the beef wellington to thanksgiving she didn't so you cannot trust loser dysfunctional teams with points. So I'm going to take Jacksonville on the money line because now they have an experienced coach. Bibble's dad 
was a coach. He's a coach. He desperately wants to be a coach in the NFL. He backstabs uh, Meyer. He's probably the leak for all the stories. So I like Jacksonville on the money line over 39 points. The average uh, of the NFL game is 49. It's 45, 45 points. So I see 28-14 Jacksonville or something like that. Or 28-21. You know, Davis Mills scores a couple late touchdowns to make the game go over, but not beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville and Houston, their defenses are are pretty equal. Lovey Smith has that defense is playing well. They're just on the field way, way, way too long because they have zero offense. Uh, Again, 30 minutes before game time, I'm going to wait for that that line to go down, right, because people are just going to go with the trend and give me uh, Jacksonville on the money line. Jacksonville, I'm going to cover my ass on the over-under in a way. And go Jacksonville second half line in the heat with the defenses have been on the field all week, and then over whatever it is, 30 minutes before halftime. We'll go Scott, then Chad. So I think the coaching change will make a difference in this game. I think Bevel will change Robinson. Hasn't run the ball hardly at all. He was in Urban Meyer's doghouse, whatever reason. I think he comes out of that. Um Jacksonville's at home. Uh, give me Jacksonville. Give me the over. Um, Houston's a better run organization right now. That's hard to say. <laughs> but um, I think Jacksonville will will take the ball out of Trevor Lawrence's hands and put it in uh, the running game's hands, and I think that'll be good. You to put Bethard in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Trevor Lawrence is not ready yet. Um, number one draft pick. But um, I think they'll do just enough to win this game. I think they'll win by four to six points, some, somewhere in there. And I think they'll go on the over. So that's where my pick would be. Yeah, so we're both in agreement. Jacksonville, money line, over 39. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, I love the over here. I think this game gets kind of sloppy at some points, and we'll, we'll see some scoring. Um, and then on – I'm kind of I, – I, I think Jacksonville is going to take money here. Um, I'm seeing, like, some fours, four and a halfs already showing. So, we'll see. I'm going to kind of hold off on this one. I think if this one can get on the other side of six for Houston, um, I'm going to kind of take the same philosophy I took in the Falcons-Panthers and just two loser teams, like two teams both trying to lose on purpose. Um I'm going to probably – I don't think Jacksonville is trying to lose on purpose, though. I think uh, Daryl Bevel wants to win so he can get the head coaching job. Yeah, no no doubt. Um, I just – well, the money line I'm seeing right now is just a little too high for me with Jacksonville. So, I'm going to I'm gonna hold off on that one and see where that line moves to. I think if it swings another point and a half or two points in Houston's favor, that's probably the side I'll be looking at. Well, you want to get it over the key number of seven. Yeah, so the – so the app I have up on these lines, it's anywhere from Jacksonville minus three and a half to Jacksonville minus six right now. So it's it's yeah. wherever you go is is what you're gonna get. Like yeah. DraftKings. Oh, we'll, we'll look at it. Yeah, we'll look at it. Thirty minutes before kickoff, 
see what that line is. Because yeah. it's, if it's plus eight, you can't take Yeah, then I'd, I'd go the other way. If, yeah, I'd go the other way if it got that high. For sure. Right. So. so we're going to wait for uh, 30 minutes before kickoff. So yeah. The notes here. Uh, the, the the thing I see is Davis Mills is going to be in trouble against Miles Jack. That Jacksonville, Jacksonville defense. I think that's that's where you see like a a clear edge, a couple of clear edges for Jacksonville, right? Somebody got their head, head cut off, and the guys that like Urban Meyer feel guilty, right? For what they did. Guys that hate Urban Meyer are going to be fired up. So everybody's going to be fired up. Daryl Bevel has a game plan for this. He's done this before, and he covered for me when he took over for Matt Patricia. And to be honest, I got to be honest, I do miss Matt Patricia because that was an easy pick every week. <laughs> and I miss uh, Freddie Kitchens. Remember Freddie Kitchens? <laughs> He's with the Giants. He's EOC in New York, so. Oh, he is. Yep. Who it is. Yep. I blocked it from my mind because Freddie Kitchens was the assistant running backs coach at Clemson. Yep. Next thing you know, he's the head coach uh, for Cleveland. Cleveland, yep. Cleveland loves to hire head coaches with no experience. I think it backfired this time. Sort of with Stefanowski's in, in that case, getting COVID every five minutes. So. Crazy world. We live in. That's why that's one of the best things about the podcast. We make sense of the nuttiness that's going on out there. Right, and we make you money. That's a big part of it. Cincinnati at Denver. Uh, Denver coming off a big win. Uh, I'm every time, every week, I get more respect for Teddy Bridgewater and for Coach Fangio because they don't care. <laughs> they don't care the management is tanking or whatever. They're they're like figuring out a way out of no way. They're not taking any excuses and they're figuring out how to stay in games and almost win them. Um, Denver has the highest winning percentage historically in the NFL, high altitude. Uh, Burrow is hurt. Uh, Jamar Chase is always open, but he's, you know, he's wild. Uh, I like, again, Denver is, is a team that's being sold so they're not paying for backups, but they're going to be at home in the altitude. Again, it's a loser team. I don't trust with points. So we're going to go Denver on the money line. It opened up at 45. Let's see where the numbers are there. 44 right now. That's what 44. I'm seeing. Yeah. Just measuring the both teams. I'm going to buy the point and make it 45. So I'm going to go Denver money line under... 45. Scott, then chat. So this is a playoff game. This is a, this is another loser leaves leaves the playoff race, basically, pretty much. So I'm gonna take Cincinnati here up in Denver. I think um, I think they have just enough offense to give Denver problems. Um on the uh, defensive side of the ball. So I, I like Cincinnati. I think Mixon's going to have a decent day, game as well. So 
so give me Cincinnati uh, and give me the over because Cincinnati is going to drag Denver's offense to score some points. So I like Cincinnati in the over in this. This year, uh, experienced defensive guys have beaten quarterbacks. So I love the Fangio against the Herb Burrow uh, matchup. But somebody who's worked out with Joe Burrow, Chad Nolan, what are your thoughts on this split decision here? We're split both ways on this one. Um, yeah, so I'm thinking, oh, shoot. I'm liking uh, Denver on the money line. I'm with you, Josh, there. Um, I think Denver can get this one done. They really impressed me last week. And then I'm, I'm going over the 44. I think both teams will, will get, uh, get to get around 24. I think this one will be around 50, low 50s. So I'm with Scott there. So Denver on the money line, over 44. Okay. So we have a appellate court because the appellate court has three judges. So we have an appellate court split decision. So the consensus picks, which people love, is Denver money line over 44. Do I have it right? Yeah. All yep. right. And there's four late games, which I like for a red zone watching. All right. Next game we're going to cover is Atlanta Falcons, double-digit dog in the division, going to San Francisco. The 49ers have their last team. You're noticing now the game plan changes. The real good coaches, Shanahan, Tomlin, Belichick, uh, Carroll, all of these now have the real schemes, on offense and defense that they saw working in training camp, they said, okay, we're going to hold off on doing this till late. The games, people remember, are the games in December. I think Atlanta is doing a bad job of tanking. And teams that they should be, they have been beating. And they've been losing to teams they should be losing to. Arthur Smith. And what I'm looking at now, I have these teams played earlier in the season. No, they didn't play earlier in the season. Okay, so this is the first time that they're Yeah, because they're not in the same division. Yeah, this so. is out of division. All right, so... Oh, yeah, they're not in the same division anymore. See, that's how in the past I'm living. Yeah, they used to Atlanta's be. Atlanta's in the south. San Francisco's in the west. West, right. All right, so San Francisco minus nine, under 46, because John Lynch is the real defensive coordinator mastermind of this. The guy they have on the sideline is just a puppet, right? That's why Robert Slay is over his head. He's never even been a coordinator. He, had, he was Pete Carroll's puppet, then he became John Lynch's puppet, then he becomes head coach of the Jets. That's so why you see him getting out coached uh, every week. So you go San Francisco minus nine on the 46. Uh, Scott and Chad. We're in agreement with you. I think Atlanta traveled across the country. I think San Francisco's got too much offensive firepower. 
I think this is this is the game that uh, it starts Atlanta's roll um, just downward, downward so, spiral. And I think San Francisco is trending upward. Uh, right. That win was big for them in Cincinnati last week. So I will go San Francisco minus nine under the 40, 46, I think it is. So yeah, I'm, with, I'm with you guys 100%. I think the Niners roll them here, um, win this game handily, control it, run the ball, keep this under. So I'm with you. San Francisco minus nine under 46 and a half. I like those. All right. We're all in agreement. Seattle plus five in that stadium. I would have been in that stadium the day before. Uh, division game, always a close game. Uh, and have they played before is what I'm looking at. They did. They beat them 20, 26 to 17. Uh, they always go back and forth. So I'm going to dial up. Now, this could be an L.A. balloon line where the line, all these uh, millionaire Hollywood guys would just blindly bet the Rams since heaven can't wait in 1979. They bet the Rams uh, 250000 in Vegas blindly. And the L.A. line goes bigger. So I'm going to wait till uh, half of it. And, and, the, and the Rams just won a big game on Monday night on TV. So the TV people in Foxwood drunk. Oh, it's at the window on Monday night here for the Rams, ten grand or a dime, as they call them. And the Foxwood they call them a dime. Here's a dime, man. Here's a dime, Rams. That's them on Monday night over seven. So I'm gonna wait thirty minutes before kickoff. Seattle Seahawks, and it's gonna go under forty six. This is a ball control air raid. All right, uh, Scott in the chat. Yeah, I'm going to wait on the, the side until Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon, early, um, before the, on the live cast. But I am going to go the under. I think Seattle's game MO, as we've said time and time again, run the ball. And I think that's what they're going to try to do here, take the ball out of the Rams' offense. So I'm going to go under, and I'm going to wait on the side until Sunday morning. So. Or even because it's going to be a late game. Yep. Yeah, no, Sunday morning. Yeah, it's not Sunday night. All right. Yeah, because I'll give you Sunday morning because I probably won't be on in the late yeah. window. So. But I'm, I'm with you guys here. I think under this game, you got a ball control air raid, and you got Seattle going to run the ball. Um, division game, I think this one's going to go under for sure. And then, yeah, I like Seattle plus five. Wait, see where that line balloons to. But I like them to cover five right now. I think it's pretty good. But, yeah, if that can get up to seven, I think it will get up there. I'm really liking Seattle on this one. I think it's going to be a close game, field goal game. Big time. Big time. All right, so we're all in agreement. Wait until 30 minutes before kickoff so the early game, and Chad and I will give you the right side of that. And it's going to go under 46 because of the philosophy of these guys. Andy Reid against Pete Carroll. Harbaugh, you do not bet him as a favorite, but you do bet him as an underdog. I like Tyler Huntley when he was at Utah. He almost single-handedly did what Chad's brother did, which was single-handedly beat the USC Trojans. Uh, I think he can read defenses faster and better than Lamar Jackson. He probably should be the starter. Give me Baltimore plus six. Uh, it's going to go over 43. The average of an NFL game is 45. Uh, Baltimore's in a spot where they need to win this home game. You're going to get the calls from the refs in the home game. Right, 
and Green Bay doesn't care about AFC road games. We're talking about LaFleur being an Andy Reid guy. We'll go Scott, then Chad. I'm with you. I like Baltimore in this spot. I think uh, I think if they don't win the game, they'll definitely cover it at home. Right. Um, and I like the under. I think there's going to be a lot of running in this game, especially if Tyler Huntley starts a quarterback for the Ravens. So um, I can see this this game definitely going to under, and I like the Ravens on this side. All right. So we're, we agree on the side. We disagree on the total. Uh, break the tie, Shad Nolan. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys on the side here. Baltimore plus six all day. Uh, love them as a home dog. And then uh, the total, I'm going to have to go over here. I think 43 is too low. I mean, I I, I really – this can I, – I think these teams can both get, get over 20, 21, 24, uh, put this one over. Yeah, late touchdowns against defenses that have been on the field too long. And then another – Thing that's been working is teams uh, whose coordinators are interviewing, they're losing. And Joe Barry's interviewing in college. So he can get more money as the head coach of Louisiana than as defensive coordinator of Green Bay. You know what? I'm going to change to the over. So we'll go unanimous on it. <laughs> unanimous yeah. on the yeah. over. Yep. Baltimore plus six over. All right. Like it. Uh, Sunday night football, double-digit dogs in the division, Super Bowl winning coach at Tampa Bay. New Orleans covered and beat them last time. New Orleans needs this game more than Tampa Bay, does it? Tampa Bay's in cruise control. Uh, Chad had to go. He had a plane of cash. Uh, it opened at 48, now it's at 46. This is a game that's went over last time or go over this time. So double-digit dogs, Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, Tampa Bay will win the game, right? But I, I like uh, the Saints. Uh, this is the other thing, too. Todd Bowles' defense does not count for the quarterback. And that man likes to run. Uh, Tyson Hill. So I like Tyson Hill to get his yards, cut the game in half, give me the Saints plus 11 over Sunday night game, like a lot of points being scored, over the 46. What do you think, Scott? I'm in agreement with you. I think it's going over. I think it's going to be one of the highest scoring games of the week, if not the highest. Um, and New Orleans is Brady's kryptonite. So he, he'll win the game, but he'll struggle to win the game. And I, I think I think this this is a touchdown game written all over it. Um, Sean Payton has just has a plan to devise against Brady that that kind of slows him down a little bit. So right. um, I'll take New Orleans with the points, and I'll take the over. All right. So uh, Chad will give us his picks on Sunday. He'll be okay. with on Sunday. Okay. But- it, unanimous pick, not unanimous, but uh, majority pick at this point. Mm-hmm. New Orleans plus 11 or whatever it balloons to. If you get New Orleans at plus 15, yeah, it's really good. It's not going to be like that Chicago situation. You have a legitimate coach here. This not let that kind of shenanigans happen. And this game definitely going over. It's yep. hot, humid in Tampa. You saw Buffalo score, what, 17 points in the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter, yep. On Tampa Bay, right? 
because they take the starters out to keep them fresh because they know the toll the weather puts on you. Exactly. Feel good about that. We're talking about money here. All right. Monday night football. Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. The over under open at 43, now 44. Uh, This is late in the season. Uh, Chicago got embarrassed last week. Monday night home dog. (laughs) 100% this year. I'm going to go with a home dog, especially if you give me a rookie number. Uh, Minnesota's a highly dysfunctional team with a horrible defense. That if dysfunctional Carolina can put 30 points on it with Sam Darnold, <laughs> I think Fields can do the same thing. So give me your Chicago Bears plus four over 44. And I'm betting that over 44 now, and the sound of my voice because it's going to go up higher. Because that's the trend. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Uh, Kirk Cousins struggles in primetime games. Um, he's going to struggle again. They're going to look to run the ball a lot. I'm going to go the over, and I'm going to go the Bears. I think the Bears could possibly – I'm not betting it, but I think the Bears could win this game outright, um, possibly. Yeah, they need to They need to win for playoffs. You know, they need to win for the playoffs. They, they have to win out now, so um, – I just think, you know, second straight primetime game for the Bears. They got embarrassed in the second half against Green Bay. Right. That was very, I was embarrassed for them. Yes. Yeah. So I think that they will come out at home and show something against Minnesota and I, they'll cover the spread and, um, and it'll go over. I think it's going to be one, another one of the high scoring games of the week. So, yeah. And they don't have backups because the McCaskey family. Has yep. the Bears up for sale for five billion dollars? So if you are going to invest five billion dollars in something, you want it to cross the teeth, dot the eye from a business standpoint, right? Yep. Which is yep. high margins, low labor costs, right? So absolutely, that means points being scored, especially in the second half. All right, uh, last week. Let me see. Yes. Jason always comes through in the clutch. Last week, we were 17 and 15 1, 53%. We are at 59.95% for the season. I want this week to get us back over 60%. Yep. And I want us to start maybe the last three, four weeks, hit 80, 90% three weeks in a row. What are your thoughts, Scott? So, you know, watch uh, coaching stuff. Urban Meyer got fired last night. So that's that's a trend to watch for that team. Right. It makes and, it easy. Uh, an easy Jackson's open. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, just just be uh, overs are going to start to come in a little bit more, I think, now. Right. Late in the season, defenses are getting a little bit more tired than they were at the beginning of the season, middle of the season. Right. So look at the totals, um, over under totals. And, uh, you know, bet the teams that are going going for something for the playoffs. If they're playing a, a uh, an underdog team like a Houston or a Jacksonville, you know, look at the look at the playoffs. It's teams. a clear edge because sometimes that that logic doesn't work for whatever reason, right? It's, yeah, like teams yeah, this, who's trying to win who has close losses versus teams that's trying to tank like Houston. Yeah, there's underlying trends right. that are gonna are gonna happen the rest of the season. So just just watch them and be prepared and and listen to us. Yes, you know, we'll that's why research is so important. I'm too real betting. 
Well, nope. we always close with Winston Trisha because you don't have to pay action, action sports $300 a month. We, we, between the last podcast, so much information. So information overload. So to pay action sports $300 a month is crazy. Or to pay uh, Barstool Sports NFL guys is selling three picks for $69. Take our picks at that game, man, and you'll be fine. So we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. I'm the best there is.